Hello, everyone, and happy Thursday. It's another crazy week of pop culture news over here at Pop Culture Mondays on Thursdays. And I am your host, Brooke Hammerling. Pop Culture Hi guys. Well, today I am very excited to introduce a man who has really up until now stayed very anonymous behind the scenes of all things, but he is a friend of mine who I became friends with and we'll tell that story, but we've became friends and I happen to be following what I later learned was one, was his account on Instagram, which is a, I guess one would call a meme account. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the brilliant and I would say pop culture icon, Brian Treitler. Well, before I go on, Brian, say hi. Hello, everyone. I mean, hello. Look Thanks at you. Thanks for having me. Thank you. I have to say you're one of these friends of mine who like, it's like an onion has so many layers. And when we first met, can I, do you mind if I share the story, how we met? Not at all. No, please. So first of all, I think anybody listening to this podcast who has met my dog Potato won't be surprised by this. By anybody listening to this podcast who only knows Potato, by the way, I've pushed him forward on social media, which is as a loving, adorable nugget of a dog. You will be surprised by this. And that is my dog is an asshole and um, can be an asshole in high stress situations. High stress means um, children. Generally, he does not do well with children, lots of children, babies, um, other dogs. And I think it was Easter a couple years ago, a beautiful friend of ours, a, a very famous actress and mom and just all around beautiful human was having like an Easter Sunday brunch at, at her then place in Malibu and invited me and Potato. And I gave Potato like a doggy Xanax, Brian, which apparently did the opposite. Apparently there are some dogs that react poorly to doggy Xanax and become more aggressive. Mm -hmm. And I learned the hard way that that's what happened to our sweet little patats. And, um, when I arrived at this beautiful Easter luncheon, there were a lot of babies and other dogs and potato was just amped and not controllable. And I was very nervous. So I, I put potato in like a side house, like a little guest villa or whatnot. And he got very, very upset with me as I was putting him away and got more stressed out. And I did a stupid thing that dog owners should never do when a dog is in a fit of some sort. I put my hand in front of him to stop and he was not trying to hurt me, but he got me and he got me good. And my hand was like, there was a couple of puncture wounds in my hand and it was blood. And I was, I was stressed. I was in shock. I was traumatized. I was also trying to hold it together and not cause a scene at this beautiful Easter luncheon where there were children and babies. And my friend was stressed because she was trying to make it. Our friend was stressed because she was trying to make it all great. But I had to say something to her because I needed to clean it up. I needed Band-Aids or whatnot. And then she went on and said, oh, my gosh, my friend Brian is coming here and he's this amazing guy, but he's also this like incredible EMT. And I said, your friend is an EMT. She's like, he's everything. He's so amazing. He's a photographer, but he's like this high end EMT where he just does it because he wants to help people. And I was like, who is this magical man? And then you came in. And you like, I have your, you have your like whole kit and you just whisked me away to the bathroom. Do you remember you cleaned it up? You put some like, 
And you assured me I wasn't going to lose a hand. You assured no. me there were no stitches needed. No you gave me nothing. And then I was like, that's not your career. That's just something you do to change, to help the world, which I found remarkable. So that's how our, that was our meet cute. Did I miss any detail there? No, I think you kind of nailed it. And you've got a doggy named Ninja. I do. Yeah. And Ninja and Potato haven't met because, yeah, because as I, I have mentioned, Potato can be an asshole. But you know, I, what? I was going to say, I think they would get along just fine. I think we need to do an outdoor hike and then they'll be, they'll be, they'll be best friends. But I agree. After I, and I was, I was literally enthralled by you. I didn't want to talk to anybody else for the rest of the, I don't think I spoke to anybody else. I was just like, Brian, 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 I became imprinted on you. You were like the person who saved me. Uh And and to this day, like, I mean, Brian will say like, Brooke, let's do this. I'll be like, whatever. I'll drop everything. I am there. Let's go to Mexican (laughs) right now. But after I got to know you or after that first encounter, was when I found out and very confidentially at the time, do not tell anybody, Brooke, you can't tell anybody, but Brian is behind the absolutely incredible, epic Instagram account called look at this Russian, which Mm. is, I need to hear how it started. It's also grown and we'll talk about that. And there are other accounts, but was look at this Russian. Was this the first one? Tell the story. How did it come to be? What the fuck? And this is long before Ukraine. This was how many years ago did you start? Seven, I think. Oh, my God. Seven years. Yeah. And it started when when I was working on an I worked on an ambulance as a medic part time for years, 13 years total. And some nights you have so much free time. And I have Russian friends who would send me funny videos of their families and things that they took from home. And I just thought it needed to be curated into one place. So I started an Instagram called Look at This Russian. And I would just share the craziest Russian things I could find. And it's mind blowing. I mean, you have 1.3 million followers. So you get these videos and images sent to you or do you scour the internet or are they all user sort of sent? Well, for a long time, I was diving into like deep web Russian social accounts and they have this thing called VK, which is like their version of Facebook, I believe. And they have channels on there, which is outrageous. And it doesn't matter if the video from Russia was taken yesterday or 20 years ago. It looks like it was 30 years old. Like right. they're all, they all look so outdated and just like the architecture or just the landscape and the quality of video is just trash. So it makes, I think that adds to the appeal of it. I remember when I commented on one of them and I think it was the one, there were so many that I've commented, but there was one either when the person was standing up against the wall, it was, it was just like, these images are so great. You guys, like they are classic. I mean, you have the guy that looks like a fat Leonardo DiCaprio, you have like the, all the Putin ones, but there was one where I think somebody was escaping the apartment and they were running out and they were naked, hanging down from a fire escape, but only Mm -hmm. wearing black socks. Socks. Mm-hmm. And I said something about the black socks and I said something like cheeky or whatnot. And your users came fucking after me. Like, I don't even remember why I was like, I didn't even say anything controversial, but you yeah. had liked my comment. And so then everybody went after me and then you were like, Hey, 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 play nice. Like you're this sort of moderator of this very vocal community. Who I imagine you have an army. You're like the, you have mm-hmm. BTS army. And I also imagine that it's quite a diverse audience. I would imagine there's a bunch of people Incredibly. who are, are Trumpy people that love this uh, account yeah. as much as, as there's me 
who loves All this walks. account. All You're walks. bringing people together that never We're thought trying. they would have any shared commonality at all. At the expense of Russia. <laughs> at the expense of Russia. Now, do you have an, an, now that you've been doing this for seven years, do you have some gut instinct of what's going to really be viral or have you continued to be surprised? I am always surprised, but I have a pretty good grasp on what I think will do really well. And so and what, kind of, well, tell us what that is. What is the recipe? And is it as also like the time of day you put it up and how much is the, I find my Instagrams now it's less even about the image that I put, but m- about what I write and mm-hmm. like the story narrative, which has totally. evolved. It used to be about the image, but now it's like, if I tell the story, then people are much more connected to that right. storytelling than they were if it was just the image with some pithy, funny line or something. Right. And, and, and you're the people who follow your socials that they re, they relate to you as a person for me it's they they don't relate to me at all right nothing so to do with you mine is all based on the imagery really and then sometimes i'll write if i think of something funny you know on the cuff i'll i'll put it down there but i've also right. created like an entire almost fake culture surrounding russia where there's like callbacks to things that were years ago and i'll know people that have been following the account for years because they'll comment on one of these things like i there's this one of the original photos I posted was this Russian kid and he had this shirt that's, it was an M&M shirt, but it had like a necklace roped through the collar and it's had a picture of M&M on it, but it was spelled Sminem and not M&M. So they, it was Sminem, <laughs> S-M-I-N, Smin. So I called him Smin. I just shortened it and now his name is Forever Smin and you can Google search Smin and all his photos come up. He is just known as Smin. Unbelievable. Yeah. Who, what, you know, there's the TikTok sensation, that little mini guy. What's his name? He's that Russian kid. Hasbola. Hasbola. I'm obsessed with Hasbola, right? On yeah. TikTok. He's the 19 year old. I think he just signed with W, uh, E or whatever, the, the wrestling, uh, whatever that is. But he's like a 19 year old. But like, mm-hmm. I would say I was primed for him because of you. Like the yeah. success of him was just like, oh, he's just like a guy. He's a, for anybody who doesn't know Hezbollah, he's a 19 year old man that looks like a baby and mm-hmm. he has some genetic disease in it. It's not even dwarfism. It's something, but he looks and talks and he looks like an adorable baby dressed up like a man with guns in a private plane. <laughs> like It's yeah. so funny. He's like shooting his guns, but it's not like the guy, not like that little, um, the mini me, not that guy. He's Vern just like, Troyer. yeah, not Vern Troyer. May he rest in peace. He looks like Hezbollah looks like a baby. But Mm -hmm. the point is that I, I know so many people that like we were primed for him because of our, we were conditioned by you to sort of Hezbollah sort of stepped into that. Of course, look at this Russian. Like it was like, he feels, it feels like your Instagram coming to life in manifested in a human. Yeah. If, if the Instagram manifested into one person, it would be Hezbollah. And he would like, I think Hezbollah has some sort of beef with Conor McGregor too, which is yeah, also I think he's very trying to, funny to see. Hilarious. I mean, they can't obviously fight because no, Conor would kill no. him, but no, you I need know like he's... 400 Hasbulas. <laughs> I just can't get enough of him though. And like, I don't know. It's just, it's a sad thing, but, but back to you, like, how do you know, or maybe better question, what do you remember offhand? What was some of your most viral uh, videos or, or images? Yeah, I think the whole, like I was saying, the Smin thing, anytime I add him into something, it takes off. I've also kind of come to the 
realization that if it makes me laugh, like when I, I've seen so, I've seen everything Russian you could ever imagine. But if it really makes me laugh, that I know it's going to do really well on the page. And I always look for those ones. I look for the ones that like make me, I can't stop watching them. I think there was one that I can't stop watching where it was like they're sitting in a fast food restaurant and like a bomb goes off behind them, like a full on explosion. And it, the mm-hmm. guy doesn't even jump. He's no, just, just still eating, eating his breakfast. His- yeah, just fully eating his breakfast. And then there's one also that I love where it's like they get out of the car and do the dance or some kind. And oh, the, the, yeah, like, the Michael is Jack- it Michael Jackson? Thriller, yeah, or is it like yeah. Billie Jean or something? Yeah, yep, exactly. And he gets out of the car and starts doing that like very liquid dance. And then yeah. they're always the ones like the women with like the crazy, like little men with like the bangs on their head that are like yeah. brushed down. And then they're holding like a gun and a dead bear. And the totally. woman is like sexy photo. And I'm and just all Adidas. Always Adidas. <laughs> always the, right. And it's funny because, you know, obviously Potato has an Adidas outfit. And I've had it since before I've known you, but now every time I put him in his little Adidas little jumpsuit, he is Russian to me. You've he's just become Russian. He's not. I think when I first got it, I thought he looked like a little like you know like a hooligan from London and like a soccer bro. Mm -hmm. But now, no, all I see is Russian. Like I want to get him Mm -hmm. a little like bangs. bangs. Yes, I want the bangs. What a crazy. And now you've launched. Look at the American, right? And you've got over. 150,000 followers and that's brand new yeah it's like a month maybe that's so crazy and what else do you have look at the brazilian Um, oh that's yours so i was going to ask you about these i thought these were you know like our little tinksy the tiktok instagram social media star she revolutionized this sort of different ways of of doing tiktoks and she started the rich moms of and now Mm -hmm. you have you know, you have copycats who are, are, you know, doing it and, and some of them are better than others. Some of them irritate the fuck out of me because they're literally copying her and mm-hmm. others are just clear homages to her. But I assume these were all homages to you or just trying to copy you, but these are your brands. Yeah, all of them. And I have the British one as well. Look at these Brits. And that one is my new favorite. Oh my God. I have to see that one. I didn't know that one. And so this all now, because now guys also what you need to know about Brian is, I mean, he is this, like, you can't believe he's real. As I said, he's the EMT. He also goes down to Los Angeles. Is it once, once a month to Skid Row? And uh, four times a year. Okay. Four times a year. Sorry. But still, oh my God, spends the entire day there helping the homeless with pets, right? Get yeah, pets, pets ve- landing. Is that what it's called? And it's yeah. people, they, they have cats, they have dogs, they have birds, they have every pet imaginable. Yeah, I've seen it all. That these uh, homeless are looking after and loving and have companions and Brian and vets are there to help make sure they're in good health. They have their vaccines, they have everything. And how did you get into that? Yeah, a friend of mine just needed someone to come take photos one day. That was it. They just wanted someone to come take photos of an event. So I went for that and fell in love with it. I have not missed one since in the last three years. And we do I'd it. like to go with you one day. Please. Yeah, we'd love it. Four times a year in Skid Row, we do this event, what's called uh, Pets Landing, or, and it's under this other organization called Canine Connection. Yeah, we've just taken the homeless and their animals, and we give basic medical need care to the, to the people, and then full-on treatments to the animals, so vaccinations, grooming, everything. 
what are the, I mean, obviously I just made mention probably the most common animals are cats and dogs. And I'm sure yeah. some people have birds, but have, what's some of the, what's one of the wilder ones you've seen? Oh, I've seen uh, pigs, ferrets. Pigs. And yeah. Pigs and ferret. A ferret was the funniest one to me. It's, yeah. It's, ferrets are always funny. Yeah. They're very funny. And the, the owner that you meet the most interesting kind of out of control people. Was this a big pig or like a micro pig? A mini pig. I'm telling you, motherfucker, that is my dream. It's illegal in New York City, by the way, to have a pet pig. I did not know that. Here, your your house would be fine for a pig. I want a pig. My only problem is that I love bacon. I love it. You name him hash brown. I, I know, but I love bacon. I love bacon. And I would feel really like, I feel weird making potatoes with my dog named potato, but I do want a pet pig. Like I see these Instagrams of people with pet pigs and they're like, they, they're so smart and they jump on the bed and they're mm-hmm. like, I, I see potato and a, and hash brown the pig becoming best friends. I think hash brown the pig. I think potato would love a pig. He's oh a little my- pig. He is a little pig. Well, he's certainly farting up a storm. He's stink bombing this house out right now, but that's another story. Brian is also an incredible photographer. If anybody needs a, you know, a, a state of the art photographer for like, he's gone around the world. He was just in the Amazon. He was photographing snakes in the, the wild, wild West. Like mm-hmm. I, the things that you capture, the bears capturing the, the fish right out of the river, like in at the zoo, it's just unbelievable. And this yeah. is just, one of the many things he does, but the success of your, you have look at the Russian, this Russian, you have now started your own because you're, you're a social media entrepreneur. I mean, that's really at the end of the day, all these other things are incredible, but you're a Renaissance man, but you're a social media entrepreneur that has launched a company called look at this media, which is off of the, the success of these accounts that you've created. Right. Yeah. So tell me about that. Like what, what, what do you do and how do I like, we all are listening to this because we're pop culture junkies. So we are on Instagram, on TikTok, yeah. on Twitter. Like we live in social media. We're going to talk about some of the world's biggest pop culture news in a minute, guys. Don't worry. I'm not going to not talk about James Corden, Harry Styles, Olivia Wilde, J- Jason Sudeikis, the nanny, the salad dressing. We're getting there. But Let's talk about how, what do you do? Do you help build companies and brands and their social media? Yeah, we do everything social media. So we do, if you need engagement on a post, if you need a verification, if you need a disabled account reactivated, do anything we do. All organic engagement. We have uh, groups of people that will interact with your posts and give you likes and real followers. And we do everything like that. We do ad campaigns. Um, music is one thing that we're doing. Um, what does that mean? You do music. So for instance, if a record label has an artist that they want a song to go, they want to make a song viral, they'll contract with us to use that song in our different reels. And then also get oh. that out into other people's TikToks or Instagram reels and stuff like that. That's so interesting because like, as we talked about on this pod before, you know, TikTok has been incredible in, in making sounds, some of them songs right. from, you know, 30 years ago become popular again. Right. But right now we talked about it in the newsletter this week is that Sam Smith song that's everywhere. Unholy, that's the name of the song. But what's so funny is that the song came out a couple of weeks ago, the album was dropped and everybody assumed most particularly Sam Smith, that this was going to be the viral song of the season. 
but it just happened to coincide with that Jewish, the Miami Boys Choir that came out where this song that went so popular and it was from a performance 15 years ago, Brian, 15 years ago. And it's these, it's like these boys are all grown up now. They're married, mm-hmm. whatnot, but it's the song and they're in their satin shirts. We've talked about it endlessly here. That song took over. It was everywhere. It was everyone's feeds. Everybody's like, I'm sitting here thinking about nothing else but this, the Miami Boys Choir. And so it wasn't until this week, really, this last two weeks that the Sam Smith song, Unholy, has taken off and people are using it as their sound and they've turned it into memes. But it seemed to me like this, there was sort of magicians behind the scene making that happen. And what you're saying to me is that's likely the case that it's, it's not just leave it to the universe to make it happen, that it, there is a method to the madness for what goes viral and what sinks into the minds of all of us. Mm -hmm. One of the guys I have on my team here is, is partly in charge of doing those sorts of things. And he'll make a song go viral. He's had huge success in the past with Billie Eilish. And I think he did a Post Malone one where he just made these songs. He just created them and added a few things to make them really work on social media. And yeah, because it's, it's really just, it's just a clip. It's not the whole it's song. Just it's just a clip that then turns into like a snapshot and can be turned into a trend mm-hmm. of some kind. And then the, yep. they evolve. The trend just evolves and evolves and evolves. Yep. And it has that, that thing that works with social videos and it, it can just, the sky's the limit with those things. That's amazing. Cause since I've been, you know, on TikTok and TikToks about like, but TikTok's always been about music. It came from, you know, the origin of TikTok was a U.S. company called Musical.ly, which I loved, which was the idea that you would sort of lip sync and dance to songs and whatnot. Um, and then that was bought by, by ByteDance and then became TikTok. And so it's always, it's core has been music, but never before now, like my entire brain is a soundtrack. Everything I see yeah. is a soundtrack of, of sounds and music, right? Like I cannot tell you how many times a day I think of Negroni, Spagliato, Prosecco in it. Like it just in my fucking brain. <laughs> I can think of nothing else or that you were, we were talking before the pod about, and we'll get into that, that Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis, Harry Styles drama that continues the never ending, but somebody put it to the music. That's a trend. That's like Beezlebub, da-na-na. Uh, like it's all the satanic music and it's show. It's just so good. And it's, and now I'm looking at you and I'm like, freeze fame, Beezlebub, na-na-na, na-na-na, like from the, I don't know if it's from the Omen or something like that. And it's amazing. Thing, and that's how my brain works now. You know, yeah, I may not exactly. be Sheryl Sandberg, but you know, I can, I can identify a meme like the best of them. Well, just like that. Oh no, 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 no one, whatever that one is. Oh, that no, oh was my like God. in my it, head for months, months. I mean, and that's a really old song as well. Right. That's true. That's a, oh I, no, I, no. I only realized that was a really old song. We were at the, the Aerosmith show in September and they played a version of that song and I was you're like, wondering wait, if they were doing you're it like is Papa was, Steven a TikTok fan? I didn't know. I was wondering if it was from, you know, this new trend on TikTok or if it was an actual old song. And that's what made me look it up and go, Oh, this is a really old song from like nineteen fifty. So you <laughs> that's so funny. Wait, you were at the Aerosmith show, this is at Fenway, right? Fenway, yeah. 
It was fucking amazing. Spectacular. Yeah. Just like that is rock and roll. Attendance in Fenway's history. I mean, that's saying a lot because didn't they have like a World Series there that they won? They had a World Series, but the thing is, I think they don't they don't sit people in the field on the field. So then you can, of course, of course, have more people. Oh, my God. What a show. I was just listening to an interview on Howard Stern. Obviously, I've referred to him as my idol on this show many times, but I love Howard. And um, they were playing a clip like the there's that other viral band that I can't remember. That was like the the guy. Oh, God, I can't remember. But he was on SNL. He, he dressed up like the hippies and and they were saying they sounded just like Led Zeppelin and mm-hmm. um, then Led Zeppelin was calling them out. So it was an interview where they were saying, Oh no, we don't replicate after Led Zeppelin. We're about Aerosmith. And it really pissed the Zeppelin guys off. Robert Plant was like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, Aerosmith. What's the name of that band? It was Greta Von Fleet. That's the name of the band that remember that guy. And he was like, no, no, our inspo is Steven Tyler. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Papa Steven. Well, I, first of all, need you to help me. The thing that's so funny, as much as I love my social media and I'm really good at my, I mean, I'm fine at my Instagram, my Twitter. They're very different. They're very different personalities. They're both sides of me, but I'm dedicated to it. But when it comes to having to do social media for a brand, my company or my pop culture newsletter, I am, I'm abysmal at it. I can't put that brain on. So mm-hmm. I need your help. I can't think of it. I don't even I'm know what to do. To I'm not, I am not creative. I'm better on stories than I am on the grid on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you, yes. I, cause you can, there are more things to be creative and I can right. be and silly. They, and you know, in your mind that they're only there 24 Temporary. hours or whatever. And it's just, if there's no, So do you know, I learned this over the summer, a friend of mine uh, taught me that you, all your stories are saved. I never knew. I just, I was always saving my story. Like, oh fuck, I forgot to save that story. And I was only documenting vacations and stories. And I was always so bummed that I had lost them. And then my friend, he was like, babe, you have them in your archive, in your profile. You just go to your archive and then you have the calendar and you can press any day of the week of the year over the years you've been using Instagram. And they're all there. They're all there. I know from even old phones ago, you know, like they're all saved in the, in the app itself. You they're ha- all think saved. You have I don't know have, how they do it. I think you have to have the archive setting switched on for them uh, to save. And I think that's like the default, but you can also turn that off. Oh God. Off yeah. I would imagine from save. a security perspective, right. it's probably a little risky, all that save data, but I find totally. it funny that they go after TikTok. They're going after TikTok as like, and you know, look at how crazy this is. And I'm like, fucking Facebook guys, they own every single thing. Like I could have said something dumb five years ago in, in a post. It's all there saved. I could have deleted it, but it's still there basically. So like your stories disappear in 24 hours. It's all there. So Mm -hmm. motherfuckers, you know what else is always there? Text messages, Mm. text messages. And whether you're a billionaire CEO and you don't use these apps that let you have your messages disappear, like confide, um, or you're using these encrypted, you know, group chat messaging services like signal or, or, I mean, they say WhatsApp, but WhatsApp is also owned by meta, but messages, text, plain old iMessages, those things are there. If you're going to get into a lawsuit, they are discoverable. If you are breaking up with your partner and are high profile, AKA Jason Sudeikis, Olivia Wilde, 
and the nanny, then those messages are there. And we were hit with a bombshell yesterday. And I got to tell you, this is crossed over in so many different worlds. But when we thought we could finally move on from that Olivia Wilde, Jason Sudeikis, Harry Styles drama, the movie's out. It is what it is. The rumors, you know, continue to be this and that. But yesterday we were hit with an exclusive interview that has been taken down in some parts of the world because of, of great lawyers they have, but it was still up on the Daily Mail, it was not up on the app, interestingly enough. They took it down from the app, but it was on the dot-com site, it was an exclusive, quote unquote, interview with the nanny, their former nanny, a professional nanny who has been a nanny for something over, like over 20 years. And she did a, t- a video interview But she also had receipts, which were text messages. And these text messages were, I don't know, I couldn't stop reading them because they were so banal. They were that you couldn't make this up because it was just sort of most of them were like, you know, picking up the kids, this and that. It wasn't all salacious, but it gave a glimpse, you know, like watching a train wreck into the personal lives of these people, which is a sickness we all have. But these texts were like outrageous in the fact that like it just shows everyone's a mess. Like they're just both messes. And it like indicates, I don't know if you saw them, but like Olivia Wilde is clearly like addicted to Harry so much so that she was prioritizing her relationship with him over the kids. It seems like in the text messages, she in one point disclosed that the, she just found out that the hotel that they were in for the movie, for the set, like you're on set for however, four or five months didn't allow children, which you would know if it's your movie, you're the director, you're making this film, your, your assistants know your children are going to be visiting you. You don't put the the mother, the director in a, in a hotel that doesn't allow children. And so the night before the nanny's coming, Olivia texts apparently, oh my God, the hotel doesn't allow kids. What? So weird. So you guys are going to be in a different hotel and I'll just come visit. Like that is something we're all sort of hung up on. And then Jason Sudeikis is, you know, there's times when both the nanny and Olivia say they're afraid of him. He's been drinking a lot, but there's the funniest thing that's taken over people's minds and social. And it's the salad dressing that Jason apparently, and so they've turned the salad dressing into the meme. Like I'm reading tweets that are so funny. I mean, so apparently Olivia took her salad dressing, her special salad dressing and gave it to Harry. And this was too much. This was a step too far for Jason Sudeikis. <laughs> I said, I, I have this uh, tweet that came out yesterday from an at busy M's says, if I was Olivia Wilde, I would post the salad dressing recipe to my Instagram story and then turn off my phone. <laughs> And it's just like, so they're just over. And now that, that one story I posted that TikTok of, it shows Jason Sudeikis in a funny image of him. And then one of Olivia in the garden doing something. And then one of Harry Styles and then a picture of a salad and then a picture of the salad dressing and then a picture of salad dressing going on the salad. And it's so, (laughs) it's so funny. And then there's another thing that the nanny has come out saying that like, she doesn't want to be a mom. She just wants to wear necklaces. And I don't know what that means, but in my mind, it means that she just wants to be like a bohemian girl with all of the jewelry and not be a parent. Is that, Sorry. Is, oh, don't worry. We love Bob Green Dogs here. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry. I was like trying to see- shush her without interrupting your flow oh, there. No, it's fine. Did you see any of this? Is this like, I feel like you need to do a crossover into one of the look at this with salad dressing. Like, I just feel like there needs to be some look sort of like salad dressing. Or just do like, look at this salad dressing from Russia and look at this salad dressing from Brazil and look at the oh, salad dressing from England. Because you know everybody's actually, like. I actually have a salad dressing photo that I can share that's an Adidas, a bottle of Adidas salad dressing. And you could say, is this, is this Olivia's salad dressing? Like it? it's Because <laughs> everybody's trying to figure out the magical salad dressing. Like mm-hmm. share the recipe, Olivia. What is going to get us Harry Styles? I want Harry Styles do. hot for my salad dressing. Tell start me. to look at this pop culture and have you behind it. Okay, right here, right here, right here for it. Let's do it. I'm in. I'm in. I I just said I'm bad at doing pop culture. But if it was for something like that, it's just hard when it's like just about my newsletter. If it was about an overarching category, I would I would much I would be much better. And speaking of category, the other story that dropped yesterday, again, right after I published PCM. This was a really painful week for me because like I got my newsletter out and guys, I sit down, I start writing that motherfucker at like 5 a.m. I get, I'm bleary eyed. I have 8,000 cups of coffee. My dog is farting. I publish it. I send it out to its email distribution list and all this stuff. And then what happens to me? What happens? Breaking news. Olivia Wilde, Harry Styles, Jason Sudeikis, nanny salad dressing. And then Keith McNally posts a picture of James Corden on his Instagram and is like, calls him this little, like big comedian, little cretin and decides to say that he's been 86 from his restaurants. And Keith McNally is the owner of like Balfelzar, um, Pastis, like legendary restaurateur in New York, is also very famous for being very outspoken and emotive. He's also like been very outspoken pro Woody Allen, who he's very close to. So, you know, this guy is, is there, this is, there's precedent here for him being right. quite uh, outspoken. But I am telling you this James Corden thing. So James Corden apparently had behaved badly in two different circumstances and treated the staff terribly. It was very rude. One, when he found supposed hair in his food, um, which we all have, and you handle yourself in a different way. You don't have to go nuts on the waitress. And then the other, when this is what kills me, this is another food related thing. And I'm telling you, I'm obsessed with this. Have you ever in your life ordered an egg yolk omelet? I thought I misread it. I thought it was a typo. I'm like, oh, it's the Daily Mail. But no, James Corden's wife, who is lovely, by the way, I've met her. I've met him too, and he's not as lovely, but she's lovely. She ordered apparently an egg yolk omelet. People, that is revolutionary. That is mind blowing. That is legend. That means not egg white, like all these skinny bitches are doing. She's skinny and she's beautiful and she ordered an egg yolk omelet. That means just like in egg whites, you don't want to see a drop of yolk in an egg yolk omelet, which I imagine is like orangey and gorgeous. You don't want to see egg whites. And so she'd ordered an egg yolk omelet, again, legend, with a salad. And unfortunately for the waitress, that egg yolk omelet apparently had the audacity to also have some egg whites in it. And apparently James Corden was unhappy. And there was a lot of like, I could do your job better than you kind of thing. After they replaced the egg yolk omelet with a fully egg yolk omelet, but came back with God forbid, motherfucking home fries instead of a salad and world war three happened. James lost it. And this led to, 
yesterday's epic, just like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to hold you accountable. And apparently James Corden called him apologizing and it's been, he has been let back in as a diner and all of this was drama. But what's so funny is the comments on every story I've read. I mean, it could be Daily Mail, it could be page six, it could be the New York Times. The comments are like, the British people are like, lovely, it's taken America 10 years to figure out what England's figured out or like 10 years ago. People hate him and it's just, they're piling on. And now everybody who's ever had a bad experience with James Corden is coming out to be like, he's an ass kisser. He's only friends with famous people. He's rude to the, to, if you're a guest there, if you're an audience member, it's crazy. The pylon is amazing. Yeah. What we, do you think about that? I mean, we shared something. Well, first I read that article briefly. I skimmed through and saw the headline and I thought he called him a crouton and that made me laugh. <laughs> I just, I, just, I read, I read. It would have been know, so appropriate. I know right? how to smell cretin, but I, I just briefly skimmed through going through news this morning. I thought he called him a crouton and I like lost it. And I Cretan, crouton. And, I get it. Yeah, it would have been funnier. I mean, it was restaurant food related, you know, and I just, I read That's it. That's how our brains work. I read get it as it. crouton and just lost it. So that made my morning. I mean, it would have been better. News, it would you should turn James Corden into a crouton for some meme. That would be I, funny. I'm going to call him the crouton on the British. He's account. a crouton. Um, yeah, we posted about it this morning. That's hilarious. Well, all I know is a friend of mine texted me right before we did this pod and she's like, what is going on? Why are the trending topics? She's like, there's egg yolk omelet. There's Negroni Spagliato with Prosecco in it. But by the way, that's like saying a dirty martini with olive juice in it. You're repeating yourself. And then there's salad dressing, this epic salad dressing. Like We are all obsessed with these. It's all food related, beverage related at the moment. We as a society are obsessed. Like out of all of the things that people took away from the James Corden story. It's the egg yolk omelet that is dominating right. the conversation. Right. <laughs> Minds are blown. I mean, I've never heard of anyone ordering an egg yolk omelet. Never. No, but I'm it telling you, I think it's like mind. every bartender last weekend had to deal with or- like everybody coming up and ordering a Negroni mm, Spagliato. Oh, stunning. Yeah. And I'm telling you, every fucking restaurant place is going to be inundated with an egg yolk omelet. I know I am. I'm telling no. you, I 100 percent. I, I don't want to see a white of an egg ever again. <laughs> An egg white omelet is disgusting. I'm just like, I'm sorry, guys. Like you order it. I know you think you're being healthy. It's just fluff. It's just like, it doesn't have any, it's just, I don't like it. But it never dawned on me you could do the opposite. An Mm -hmm. egg yolk omelet is legitimately like if I were James Corden, I would tell my wife, who's an amazing designer, she should just like, that's it. Like stop doing your show, stop doing your designing and open up a series of egg yolk omelet shops. Like egg yeah. slut, but just, with just the yolk. Just, just yolk. Yolk. <laughs> no, yolk. Oh no. Um, and then last question before we get into my favorite of the pod, your make out Mary mute. Bravo. Are you a Bravo fan? Do you watch any of this? I've you don't watch zero any of Bravo. It. Yeah. I'm ashamed. I mean, are you aware, like you have a lot of female friends. What are their shows? Are they real housewives? Are they below deck? Are they summer house? I was going to ask if below deck was Bravo because below yes, deck. I've, I've heard a lot about below deck. 
interesting. I yeah. I think it's it like, all. I have a couple of friends that are crossovers and watch all of it, but for most part, you're either like, you're one of those and you stand mm-hmm. and, um, below deck follows a series of people who work on crew on, on private yachts, sailboats or power boats and the captain and they are, and then the, the, the deck hands and the person and whatever. And it's, they're all having sex and they're partying and they're misbehaving. And then it's also about the guests on below deck because you usually get some outrageous people, some of whom crossovers from reality shows like housewives, but they are given quite a discount to be on the show. They still have to pay. I think they pay a tip or whatnot, but they also get to have their lives invaded by cameras and usually made to look bad. And these people get drunk and they behave badly. It's very compelling television. I'll give you that. But the housewives franchises are the ones that have had the most sort of success, I think, and no more than powerful than the real housewives of Beverly Hills at this moment. And right now, Lisa Rinna is being tagged as sort of the villain. Lisa Rinna is married to Harry Hamlin, who I've loved since LA Law, by the way, my favorite. (laughs) But she's now become a meme of an orange, speaking of it's we're coming full circle back to M&M's. She's now the orange M&M because she wore an orange (laughs) pantsuit at BravoCon. And now everybody has made her the orange M&M and I can't get away from it. (laughs) Like everywhere you go, Lisa Rinna and and she herself actually posted an, an image of her as an as the, you know, sexy orange M&M girl with like the big lashes and the big lips and you know, it makes sense. So yeah. we're probably going to see her in an M&M's ad in the near future. I would imagine. We should hope so. Okay, babe. Have you had fun? I've had a blast. Everybody listening to this is going to say they need to hire look at this media for their brand. They're going to reach out to you. We'll have all of Brian's contact information on the, on the show notes. Sorry, I just have to catch my breath. I am being like literally, I am being killed by my dog today. I, I switched food. It's a Is whole disaster. Babe, I am, I need like smelling salts to bring myself back to life. He is, I need to burn some incense. It's, he's, he's dead inside. He is rotten. You know a good Holy trick we used to use when I was on the ambulance? Oh, what? What do I do? We used to take a mask and smear toothpaste on the That's inside right. of it. And That's right. we'll smell nothing. That's smart. I remember when I used to smoke cigarettes and I didn't want back in the day and I didn't want my boyfriend, Mike, who was really anti-cigarettes to ever know that I smoked cigarette. So I always had gum that was wrapped in the wrappers like Trident. Some one mm-hmm. of his people in the band taught me this, that you then take the gum and then you wipe the gum wrapper all over your fingers and all over your body because <laughs> the, the mint of the gum and it works. I'm telling you, really? not like a juicy fruit, but like one of those hardcore, yeah. you can't, you can't get you have to have them individually wrapped and they have to be really strong spearminty kind of thing. I could talk to you all day. Come over, let's make dinner. But before we, before we talk about dinner, uh, we can do that for our own pleasure not with the audience, but we do this little thing here that, you know, now you listen to the pod Mm -hmm. where we end it with Mary make out and mute. And it could be animal, vegetable, mineral. It could be fictional. It could be an idea. It could be a person. I could turn it over to you unless you want me to go first. And then while you get inspo. Uh, I would love for you to go first because I have no idea what I'm okay. going to say. I'm going to start off. I'm going to start off with an obvious one. I'm going to absolutely make out like hardcore make out with a egg yolk omelet. 
I want to make out with an egg yolk omelet. I want to try egg yolk omelet just like just with the egg yolk that maybe I'll get adventurous and add some veggies and some greens, maybe a little feta. I want to try like a hard egg yolk omelet. I want to try a soft egg yolk omelet. I'm going to make out with all of the egg yolks in the omelets. Um, I'm going to marry you because I think we would have the best time and you would take me on adventures and you would be just my delightful partner in crime. Um, you're too young, but I would. And then I would mute con. Yay. I would mute. Yay. Uh-huh. Yay. Appeared this week on fucking Chris Cuomo's show that eight people watch. It's, of course he, he got yay and gave him a platform because he himself needs an audience, but fucking mute that guy. He even said, my name isn't Kanye. I changed my name, but you people don't pay attention. Cause I'm a black man as we don't pay attention. Cause he's crazy. And I mute. Yay. Mute. Yep. Okay. Did that give you inspo? It gave me some inspo. Okay. I'm going to make out with that bottle of salad dressing. Oh, the, the nanny's dressing. I wonder, do you think it's tangy? Do you think it's creamy? Do you think it's like, I think it's got like a, a really spice? good balsamic. Mm. I think it's a balsamic base, which is my favorite. I wonder if it's my famous, my famous salad dressing, which is on the menu is on the menu at golden eye is for my kale salad. It's one whole lemon squeezed four tablespoons of olive oil, very high end, uh, uh, extra virgin olive oil, two or three minced cloves of garlic, uh, couple pinches of Malden salt and a couple pinches of chili pepper flakes, red pepper flakes mixed together, mix that sucker together. And you have the perfect, perfect salad dressing. If that turns out to be Olivia Wilde salad dressing, everyone, if it does, (laughs) we're going to find out. And if you guys, if it has any of those fucking, if it's like that flavor palette, she stole it from me. Just full yeah. disclosure, because like, let's be clear, like all roads lead back to GoldenEye because I was in GoldenEye and I was there with the One Direction boys and had a great 40th birthday with Zane and they had my salad dressing. And so now it's on. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. So you're going to make out with that salad dressing. Who are you going to make out with? that salad dressing? I'm going to marry whoever that Led Zeppelin Aerosmith fan was. Greta Van Fleet. Oh, yeah. I'm going to marry Greta Van Fleet. OK. And I'm going to mute. I would mute anyone who gives Kanye a platform to speak on. I saw him on this, yes. like, uh, all of them. That I saw podcast, right? Yes, yes. Like, what I love that, that Ma- Maverick Carter, who is uh, LeBron's partner, and Mav is amazing. I have, don't know him personally, but I know lots of people who just love Maverick Carter. And Maverick made the executive decision, his own executive decision, to not run the podcast. He's like, no good comes out of this. This was a lot of the continuation of what he was saying, anti-Semitic stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But these other guys were like, Oh no, we're going to, we're going to use this as a way to gain, you know, awareness totally. for our little pod. Yeah. And they just take advantage of this like ranting lunatic. It's not even fair to lunatics. Cause he could take meds. He's just an asshole. And yeah. he's been completely taken over by the right wing. Like they have seen uh, somebody and they've taken over his brain and yeah. it's, you know, he denies slavery existed. He denies the Holocaust. I mean, it's nuts. It's pathetic. And he reaches, they know he reaches this demographic that they don't have a grip on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we mute, we mute you, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> yeah, Chris Cuomo. Uh, well, guys, um, this was amazing. I love you, Brian. David, as always, you. you're the best. And go check out all of Brian's socials. Go check out, look at this Russian, look at the American. All, I mean, we'll have all of them in the show notes. And I'll see you guys next week. 
Happy, happy Thursday. Popcorn.